on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out if Titus Welliver's Lex Luthor is better than the Lex Luthers of Mike's three favorite actors, Kevin Spacey, James Wood, and Chris Knauss. If Phalanx is going to kill self and friend self on X-Men the Animated Series. And if Nick from the podcast, None of My Friends Like Comics, can handle all of this. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated shows as well. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and call it right now. It's going to be a fantastic and delightful episode. Oh my god, thank you. I, no, that's that so, was not your cue. What do you mean? The, the word delightful does not mean it's your Oh my god, thank in. you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's the, so sweet no. of you, Cassie. Um, I uh, yeah I I agree it is going to be fantastic both fantastic and delightful um I I'll handle both of those what will you bring I'm gonna bring God I don't know I'm just like I'm gonna try to muster through this I was gonna bring this attitude of like me and you are friends Ryan but then you had to come in you just had to burst in right now like I, this is this is our time to be friends you know what if I'm gonna bring the fantastic and I'm gonna bring the delightful um can I suggest something for you to bring maybe next time. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me go ahead and take a note. Let me get my notepad out. Let me see what you suggest. I'm ready. Sandwiches. Okay. It gets hungry okay. here. Okay. I thought it was gonna be sarcastic. I will take that. No, I will bring sandwiches. Well, and I mean, you know what? way, it was kind of sarcastic. What I'm saying is that you're not capable of podcasting, so you have to bring food to make up for it. Like it wasn't the <laughs> nicest thing I've ever said. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I took it as I could just offer some food for you guys and maybe you bring less of a prickly attitude if you had some sandwiches in your belly but apparently that wasn't it <sighs> we can't act like this ryan we have a special guest in the studio <laughs> oh i didn't know we best can't. manners are we supposed to be like <laughs> best manners <laughs> we were like we gotta act like a respectful pod that like enjoys this time together there's there's a guest here okay so i'm gonna go full fraser you go full niles i don't know what that means but hell yeah Watch you, you, the TV. Just watch. <laughs> You're on a TV podcast. You don't know who Fraser and Niles are. Was it based on a comic book, Ryan? No. Ask me if I would like some sherry. Would you like some sherry? Well, of course I would, Niles. It's <laughs> not that hard. Great. So that's who the character we have now. Um, fortunately, I'm bringing a guest into this. We do have a very special guest. We have Nick from None of My Friends Like Comics joining us. Hi. <laughs> hi nick i'm sorry i'm sorry the studio is like this i'm sorry i didn't bring sandwiches um that's on me next time you come there will be sandwiches i i, I enjoy sandwiches and i enjoy all the fraser references that's okay <laughs> you know niles what else you can bring besides sandwiches <laughs> toss salad and scrambled eggs but um he did it he did it can i can is are you fraser or niles it doesn't matter can i get them out of the studio can i get oh. ryan back i i guess i'm sorry but remember <laughs> Seattle, I'm listening. It's a great, it's <laughs> right. a great impression. I love it. It's it's flawless. He's full of them. Um, Nick, not a lot of people know this. We have brought you on because 
two of our co-hosts have abandoned us. And also we sent out like a Willy Wonka ticket to um, just all podcasters. And you were the one that won. Does it feel like you won right now? It does. Does it feel like a victory? It does. It does. Honestly, I I get to spend a Friday night. You know, it's, it's a good time. Perfect. He's already (laughs) like, I like how desperate we sound. Willy Wonka hid six tickets in thousands of chocolate bars and murdered some children directly to Nick. Please come to our factory. We sent it to all the podcasters we know. We sent all 200 tickets straight to Nick. And we're like, hey, you have a chance to come on the podcast. Do you want to? Well, Willy Um, Wonka is probably having a hard time during the recession. So he's sending out those tickets more often. Yeah. It's hitting us all. We're all in the same boat as Willy Wonka. It's hitting us all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nick, you got to meet Ryan first on an interview that he did uh, with you guys. Um, I want to know, was he, um, how was he, what were your first impressions of Ryan? This is your time to dish. This is just me and you here. Ryan's not in the studio. What were your first impressions of Ryan? To be honest, we were like super fast friends. Okay. Like okay, uh, cool. we really were. I mean, like it was like it, before we hit record, we had talked for like five minutes and we hit like a whole bunch of stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is like talking to a friend that I've known forever. It was, it was rad. Yeah. So I was very yeah, see, happy. That's how you and I used to be. <laughs> Remember the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, things change. You know what change doesn't change? The fact that we talk about comic book TV shows. And tonight we're going to be talking about Titans. So let's go ahead and go into that right now. On the fourth season premiere of Titans, everything is back to normal and will probably stay that way forever. While the kids are bowling and having some laughs, Dick tells Connor that his father wants to meet him. Oh, and it's the good father. The team heads to Metropolis and immediately finds out that Superman has left the galaxy, but Connor's other daddy, Lex Luthor, would love to meet him. Taste buds, I ask you this. What did you make of Titus Welliver's entry into the hollowed halls of Lex Luthor performances? I thought, this is an actor I like. Uh, everything he does. I, I've never watched Bosch before. Um, but I did watch that movie with the, what was like the toddler who went to but he had like a briefcase and he wore a suit. Boss Baby? Boss Baby. I did watch Boss Baby. <laughs> so I, I saw the prequel, Cassie, but I've never actually watched Bosch. Um, but I like this guy and everything he's in. So I was excited when I heard, like the name of the episode is Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is an inherently interesting character, something that the mm-hmm. show Titans struggles with a lot as far as having interesting characters. So I was stoked. And I would say, okay, cool. Is that just okay? He did good. I thought he did like he for me he had the good like obviously good villain look he delivered every line like properly villainous and like stuck up but not like overplaying it I thought he was a great looks I, I also thought he was really good um uh, just to clarify too real quick um he has not been on the show before is that right correct? this is it this is his introduction ah, okay that's interesting so like um I was talking to Cassie a little bit before, but I have never watched this show before until this episode. So um yeah, no, I thought that he did really well. I mean, like, um my favorite thing about his performance was just the fact that I didn't actually uh <laughs> I didn't want to buy anything that he said, which is like the calling card of like a good Lex Luthor, I think. Because it was like you're always like, no matter how emotive he gets or like seemingly like, you know, kind of um heartfelt he seems to be being like you're always like nah not true no, <laughs> Fuck you. and he's I got think some kind of plan scene, the best scene with him is the one with cory coriander which is yeah 
a spice or a flower or something. Um, Corey ha- like Corey puts up this defense mechanism. Like she lifts her chin and she has this smile. Like she's acting cocky and proud because you're not gonna fucking get to me, Lex. Like your shit is not gonna work on me. And if you're not thinking that the entire time, if you ever let your guard down, then he somebody like that will seep in. So it really feel- felt like Corey gave herself a pep talk before she went in and said, "Do not." like this guy do not buy anything he's selling yeah she had to do a pep talk and then connor he just knew like he could play on his daddy issues connor's daddy issues so it didn't take a lot like he could phone it in on that one he was like i already know the root of this guy's problem let me play into it so it didn't take a lot on that one yeah true enough i think too that uh the scene where um you know Corey is like fighting like everybody and we're just kind of panning with him like getting his drink and whatnot that was the one that convinced me i was like oh yeah that's that's very lex Luthor, you know like and (laughs) and uh you know yeah he just seems like he's playing everybody all the time and uh that's like i said that's a that's hallmark of lex so that works for me i think i think that my why i'm giving it like a b minus and not an a plus is because i feel like we have seen this character 20 times in the last five years and it's very specifically like I'm a supervillain, yes, but also I'm over it. I'm bored by it. And it's like, it's the kind of thing where, like, you're watching this mass murder happen. Like, you're watching uh, all these people get executed and you ordered the hit. And then you, like, roll your eyes because a little bit of blood gets on your lapel. Like, you're just, you're into the finer things. And being a supervillain is just sort of beneath you, but you have to do what you have to do. Um, Very dry delivery. I feel like, I think Damien Dark was is like the pinnacle of this as far as our shows go but it, there's also a little bit of wilson fisk this is played more for a little broader a little more comedic than vincent d'onofrio did but this whole like i'm into the finer things and one of the finer things i'm into is villainy that's I, it just seemed a little tired to me i think that that may be more akin to the fact that i mean because you can't really I don't know. I don't feel like I can hold that against someone playing Lex because Lex is like the foundational. The of that. Yeah, he's the foundational yeah. villain of that, you know? So it's like you can't stray too far from that. Otherwise, you know, you get like Eisenberg and, you know, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, and not just, you know, trash anybody's performance or anything. But I mean, like, you know, I was just uh, also, too, though. Until you just said that, Ryan, I, I didn't even know that he wasn't in the show until now. <laughs> so so yeah. I assumed I assumed that, you know, maybe we'd seen him once or twice or something before this. But knowing that this is like his first and possibly last <laughs> appearance is kind of I'm like, eh, you know, I could see if if I had been watching the show up to this point, I might have been a little underwhelmed. But like, I think just as his performance goes, I thought it was pretty good. Maybe it was just his utilization wasn't that great. He also has, like, in my mind, because he is dying, he's at the point where he's, like, a tenured professor. Like, he already knows, like, he this just is who he is. And I feel yeah. like he was bringing that energy. Is I'm he probably dying? giving him too much credit, but, you know, he's, like, he's just there. He's dying. He's is, dying, right? Is he dying, though? I don't think so. No. <laughs> like, I, I was, I, they, they said that thing, and I was like, no, he's not dying. He's trying to trick him. Like, whatever. I was like, I mean, it's a... That's the thing about Lex is that um, while Corey is talking to him, she lets off this like Bruce Wayne drone bot that goes into the computer and sees that Lex has all these diseases. He's talked to all these doctors like he's got six months to live. Um, I I would not be surprised at all knowing Lex Luthor like I do yeah. um, that he planted all of that shit on his computer, knowing that Corey would let off a Wayne bot drone that would <laughs> yeah. steal all that information. Or he knew they were going to take it somehow. 
I think there, yeah. there's there's just no way. If he already knew Dick and and Tim were there, like, yeah, no way, no way. He Lex Luthor plays three dimensional chess, much like Cassie's favorite president, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, he's straight up like if he knew enough to bring oh whole gang of ninjas like i'm sure he knew they were going to get to the computer that's sitting right there and when he was seeing them like they clearly have a computer too like what are they using that for besides getting info i guess i did i did really love the novelty of like just the fact that he hired fucking ninjas yeah that was yeah. great it's <laughs> like i was like oh cool <laughs> and the way all of the titans talk about ninjas is that it's like the way that i talk about ants like they're just such a nuisance. Like it's not that big of a deal, but there's always so many. Like, why do I have to deal with this? That's how they talk about ninjas. That was pretty fun. Also, I love t- that. Like, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Just that, like, there was like good, like they have obviously good fighting moves, and they're just like, fuck it, it's just ninja things. Like, let's yeah. just get past this whole fight sequence because it's ninjas. They all look like when your eight-year-old brother claimed that he knows nunchucks and then just threw nunchucks <laughs> around as fast as he could. That's what all the all these ninjas were my eight year old brother basically. <laughs> well, and Lex even said he was like he paid like you know top dollar for those men or whatever. And the fact that Tim survived is uh, is is incredible. Yeah, without yeah. knowing how to use the bow staff, but that's okay. The guy who was just given a bow staff a couple hours ago, maybe a day ago. Yeah. Um, Felt like it was I like the same about- day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the other characters, Nick, since it's it's a first check-in for me and you, um, how did you feel about all the other characters? Was there any that stood out to you? I thought that they all, like, encapsulated, like, how I know these characters from the books, like, pretty well. You know, it felt like kind of lived in. Obviously, it's like the fourth season of this show. So, I mean, I figured, you mm-hmm. know, they kind of have a repertoire by now. Um, Corey kind of surprised me just because, like, I like the uh, the actor who portrays her, but, like... She's just a lot different than I know Starfire to be. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, but, you know, it was also like she's more like well adjusted and like not like they didn't go with like the ditzy Starfire thing, too. Yeah. So I was kinda, so I was kind of like, I like that, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> like, I like the fact that, you know, they, you know, she she seems like she's a, a, a along the line a little ways for Starfire, which I kind of dig. A lot of the, uh, I haven't read a ton of Titans books, but a lot of the Titans books I've read, Starfire is basically a ditzy fuck toy. And well, yeah, they they didn't know how to handle her a lot of the time, unfortunately. (laughs) That's probably not going to play in 2022 television. So, and it shouldn't, but (laughs) (laughs) it shouldn't play in 2022 comics either. But yeah, it's, um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I don't know. She was just the one who I thought was like probably the most different, um, I really like Garth, even though uh, he didn't um, he didn't get like a whole lot to do in this episode. Um, Dick being the leader is always great to see. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I, I thought they all like uh, they all seemed like the characters to me, as at least as I know them or a version of them, which was you know that's a lot of fun to see. I didn't yeah. know this was your first, Cassie. Who did you gravitate towards? Um, I don't know if I fully gravitory like i did i did like dick as a leader more than i thought he was going to be just because my experience with him was the trailer um which (laughs) my poor boy fuck batman (laughs) Um, (laughs) so he he really he really excelled my he went way past my expectations and honestly just the whole show did i had a good i had a good time watching it especially like the cliffhanger it ended on i was like man i would actually in a different world watch this always but not this world but i'm close to it (laughs) I think that 
Yeah, I mean, we're not actually going to watch this, folks, but uh, <laughs> we did think we did consider it slightly for one second. Um, I think that I I was watching this and I was thinking that I think Dick Grayson might be my favorite DC character, and I actually do not like this version. I think that really the characterization is so devoid of like charm. Um, I just that Dick has this like weird role in the DC universe of not being Batman, but no longer a Robin. Much like the Britney Spears song, I'm not a girl, but not yet a woman. That's that I think that's about Dick Grayson. Um and so, and so I've always found that really interesting. But no matter what, he was always like funny and charming and he had that ass. And this guy just rubs me the wrong way. He's just kind of a dick for no reason. Uh it's kind of an asshole for no reason uh, a lot of the time. Yeah, I I can kind of see that just because of the fact that like I you know, again, four seasons in, I'm assuming that he's had some development since fuck Batman. So like, it's kind of, um, for me, I was more just, uh, happy that he was like being the leader, I guess. But I, I did notice like he's kind of, um, comparative to the rest of them, at least just from this one episode impression, he's kind of generic leader guy. Yeah. And like, and Mm -hmm. you're right that, that the, the kind of like smarmy charm that like makes Dick like a good character isn't really there. You know, I mean, like it. So I, I kind of agree with you there, at least. I'm excited to see more of uh, Connor. Just um, I don't know what now is going to happen to him. But I mean, the Superman character is always an easy one to gravitate towards. And he seems like a solid Superman junior, essentially. Like he's just he's got like the feel, the look and just everything about him. So I, I love am. the fact that he found out he was Superman's son. And then it looks like he went to a Hot Topic and bought a Superman <laughs> shirt somewhere around. <laughs> That's awesome. And I also, I will always love, as cliche as it is, I will always love, no, I've made the decision. I'm going to go and meet Lex Luthor. And everybody's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. He's terrible. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. And he, he you, the best reason to meet with your parents that like, abandoned you or are terrible people is just to say, hey, dad, fuck you, man. I'm out. You suck. <laughs> I will always love that scene. I the fact that he chose the shirt to be like hey this is the dad i care about just so yeah, you know, know. <laughs> you couldn't have I, worn a lex luther shirt if you're gonna come to my house what the hell i did i did appreciate i did appreciate him like mentioning how you know like because because lex is clearly a a little bit peeved or maybe he's playing him i don't know but or you know saying like oh you took his name or whatever yeah and like mm-hmm. i i dug that um i will say though like connor at least in this episode like and i i like connor in the books and whatnot um he's not like you know a character i like fucking you know go out of my way to read about too much but like when he's there i'm like oh yeah i I like connor but like he's kind of like uh the vehicle like for this at least it seems like this episode in this season of just being like kind of like oh the he's the he's he's got to be a plot device kind of be a dummy and go along with things so that we can get the plot moving but like i feel like his story is captivating at least like especially like we said with the the way that this episode ends at least is i'm curious to see where they go with him that's mm-hmm. honestly a lot of what I thought about Justice League. Oh shit, what was it called? The cartoon Cassie? Was it Justice? Teen Titans? No, Justice the... League Unlimited. No, the one that was just ended on HBO Max. Oh, Titans. Young Justice. Oh, Young Justice. Young. Yeah, that yeah. Connor was the same thing. Is that like people writers struggle so much with making super like Superman people, Superman family members like interesting that they're just big brick plot devices they're like monoliths from 2001 that you just drag around and tell story around but not really through yeah i kind Mm -hmm. of i kind of feel bad for connor because he has like you know 
I don't think it's, you know, telling tales out of school that like, it's a really interesting idea to have a character like Connor and be like, Oh, like how does he deal with like his parentage, his upbringing? Like how does it, but, but at the same time, like writers seem like they're too afraid to move him past that because what they don't know what to do with him after. (laughs) Wait, but then I would have to think of a second story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's like eternally in this, like, you know, spot of like, Oh, do I want approval or should I be myself or whatever? And it's like anytime, even in the books where it's like, you get this revelatory moment or like this, like fist pump. Hell yeah. Connor, like the next arc, it's like, he's still just like, yeah, but Superman doesn't approve of me or doesn't like me that much or whatever. You know? And it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's always back and forth. I also want to, I want to say to Lex Luther to sexy Lexi, uh, if he did take (laughs) your last name, he would be Connor Luther. That's, that's you can't you can't, can't do, do that. that can't do that it's terrible um with your guys's um i want to know i don't know how closely it's following the comics or anything or how well you guys know them um i'm confused by this little um bird mask thing that's appearing and making i don't know like nightmares come true does anybody know the backing for the storyline or is this like new territory for everyone can i can i make my guess beforehand yes, yes. okay please. please do is it is it brother blood is, I have that, no is, idea. is that what they're doing? Okay, okay. I thought you might know. Okay, because I was like, I I did no research on this, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Brother Blood, and they're doing like the 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 Blood Church like cult thing, like which is oh, you know that's like an old school like uh, Marv Wolfman era Titan story, you know, which I was like, oh, like that's a interesting pull. Have they already done like Deathstroke and shit? They is did that do Deathstroke. Okay. I haven't watched this show that much either. I've probably only seen two more, two or three more episodes than you guys. Oh, okay. All right. Deathstroke was the, I want to say bad guy of season one and then sort of like sort of friend, sort of bad guy of season two because that's how Deathstrokes go. Yeah. Um, yeah. My hope, and I'm not saying I have anything to back this up. It's just always my hope, is that I, it delights me to no end that one of the most dangerous villains in the DC world is named Psycho Pirate. And if, uh, if, if anything ever has anything to do with Psycho Pirate, I am there. I love Psycho Pirate. That's, the, that's one of the greatest names ever given to a character. <laughs> like, there's, there's no disputing that, you know? I mean, like... But yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I think what they're doing is the... Maybe not exactly, obviously, it's an adaptation, but, like, uh, they gotta be doing Brother Blood. Like, because the dude's name was Sebastian, like I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's blood. That's uh, that's brother blood's name, and like, but he doesn't seem to like know that he's brother. There's blood? something going I, on. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, so because I don't, guys, I don't know. If, I'm getting a, I'm getting a call from Leon Miller, writer from uh, on CB ComicBookResources dot com. Oh wow! Uh, Can't believe we got him. Yeah, no, he's on the phone right now, Cassie. Do you mind? I'm. This is an important phone call. <laughs> go go go! This, this is for you guys. For me. This CBR. You guys. Go go go! Uh, someone much worse than Brother Blood might be season four's main villain. So it looks like that it is Brother Blood. Okay. But Lex and Brother Blood are going to alternate until there's a bigger bad. Okay. So good job, Nick. I think you got it. Hey, hey. It. There's a point there. No, cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> is this a competition? <laughs> yeah. He's already up to three, and you got one because you gave yourself one. So got time to catch up, Ryan. I've got a dry erase board over here. I've been keeping track off screen. <laughs> uh, me guys- too. That is unfortunately all the time we have to talk about Titans. Um, but did, of course, save time for a moment of the week at the end. Did not forget that one. Caught it in last moment. Um, Ryan, do you got a moment of the week? 
Uh, yes, Cassie. My moment of the week is when a snake-like creature comes out of Lex Luthor's mouth, <laughs> uh, including a lot of blood. I don't know if that's Brother Blood's blood or if that's a different, so much different blood. But um, and then Connor holds the snake alien thing in his hands, and he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And there's one brief second where he's like, "I don't know what to do," and then you can see him realize, "Wait." <laughs> I have Superman powers and then blast it to hell with his eye beams. But there's a second where he's like, this is scary. And I don't, I have no options here. Oh shit. No, wait, I'm a superhero. He at one point is like punching the snake, like as if he has no other move. Like you're, you're Superman essentially. Like you got so many moves here. Um, that's great. Uh, Nick, you got a moment of the week? Yeah. Um, I, I was going to go with Corey, like beating up the people while Lex gets a drink. <laughs> Just because that was yeah. just fun. But like, I actually, the more that I thought about it, the more I really liked it when, um, cause you know, we see like Raven get a vision at some point and, you know, people having visions and stuff. But when Garth gets a vision, it looks like some weird, like, I, I don't know, like, like passion of the Christ Judas, Judas hanging tree shit or something. I don't know what he's looking at, yeah. but, but like, but, uh, I thought that that was really cool just because I was like, that's very ominous and foreboding. And, uh, it just looks unique uh, in comparison to everything else in the episode. And I just thought it was really neat. And if it has like the red and green, like swamp thing style, like implications, then I'm like, hell yeah, that's cool. I like that. It, I can't tell you guys how important it is for th- this. This episode had the Corey, defeats ninjas while Lex makes himself a drink. And then it had those dream sequences. And those were so important because Titans almost never has anything interesting going on, anything memorable. It's really such a paint by numbers. Let's just get the script done and go home show that like, that's why it hasn't caught on. So even Mm. just even little things like those two scenes sort of separate this episode from the rest of what I've seen. I thought it looked really good. It looks good. It has a lot of mystery going to it. Like, it's definitely, like, this is, it's a solid season, at least, if it hasn't been like this. It was a good time. You guys both thought you were going to hate this episode, and it turns out yeah. you almost liked it. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is uh, Superman pulling the ultimate dad move of just not showing up the instant he was like, yeah, I'll meet my son, and then be like, nah, dude, I got bigger things. Importantly, it was, like, a star exploding, so I get it, but also, he had the one time to meet his son. I love it. I, I absolutely love how he ditched meeting his son to do this like really important thing, but then had like the gall to in his letter to say like, this is what we do. It's like, oh yeah, no fucking pressure, Clark. Like Jesus yeah, Christ. Dude. This is- like, so- <laughs> also watch me do this. I'm going to yeah. gather the whole team and make you watch me do this. Yeah. Like, God damn. <laughs> There's a uh, deleted scene where there's a deleted scene where um it's just it's actual Clark on the show and he's like shit I don't want to meet that kid you know what <laughs> I'm gonna leave but tell him to come anyway that'll be funny watch his <laughs> face when he gets here and you tell him I'm not here anyway bye and then <laughs> um, that's what my dad did so I assume that's what Connor's dad did so you're, so you're saying <laughs> Superman's version of like going out for a pack of cigarettes is yes. saving the he's <laughs> <saving, laughs> another galaxy. <laughs> I gotta go save this, uh, you know, white dwarf, uh, you know. His dwarf's exploding. I yeah. gotta go do it real quick. Hold on, I'll be back. Yeah. Um, Titans uh, is on HBO. HBO Max, if you wanna watch it? Pretty sure yeah. that's where I watched it, for yep. sure. Um, now it's time to talk about a website. And Ryan, I know you've been, you've had a whole week to think of a great website idea. And I want you, this time is reserved for you now. Time for you to get some points. Um, tell me about your w- big website idea. Oh, wow. Um, my big website idea 
is, of course, it's sort of like a meeting ground. It's called errr.com. Sorry, how do you spell it? E-R-E-R or O-R-O-R or O-R-E-R. We bought them all. All of them? Okay, cool. (laughs) And uh, if you have a name like Connor Luther, then you can come here and there's people like you that you can talk to and they will like support you. Um, they'll talk about different names you can have so you don't sound like such a fucking idiot. Um, and I know, I understand what I, who I'm talking to because we usually just go by first names here. But uh, right now I'm talking to uh, Nick Drick and Cassie Barassi. And so you guys' mm-hmm. names are equally <laughs> stupid. But this is a website you can go to, orord.com, where you can sit down and you can uh, like get some advice. There's lots of pamphlets. You can mail order. I was gonna say I don't know pamphlets. how much. <laughs> it's just it's endless web pages to show you uh, where you can get pamphlets. It's just uploaded photos, JPEGs of pamphlets you've printed yeah. out, <laughs> and it just says underneath, "Don't you wish you were reading this pamphlet right now?" Too bad. <laughs> well, Ryan, this is this is such an important website. You obviously want it to be visually compelling with this, so I got to send you over to my friend Cybersprout.net because they're going to help you make it. Just really stand out. Be beautiful. They have design experts. They work hand-in-hand with you. They focus on collaboration, goal-driven design. It's also easy to manage. So they got some easy-to-edit fields, some custom templates. If you want to drop drop a little template of a pamphlet into there, they got that for you. They're like, hey, is this where you want to put a pamphlet? We have many customers who want to do that. Here you go. That's CyrusRoad.net, your partner for a digital world. Coming up next, it's the pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Pennyworth. On the seventh episode of season three of Pennyworth, Dave and Alfie are looking for a secret prison that has no walls so that they can break Sahar's dad, Zaya, out. Then you think this episode is going to be a cool prison break episode? Guess again, because a prison with no walls is not what you expect. Taste buds, I ask you, what do you think a prison with no walls is? Uh, I'm going to say like... Oof. I was going to say school, but school has walls. So. A lot of walls. A yeah, lot of walls lot of in a walls. school. They got to keep those kids in or else they would just wander off. Is it society? No, not as Social deep media. as society. Social media. They did go deep with it. Um, it is your mind. Um, they were their own captors. So once they realized um, they were torturing themselves and holding themselves back, they could walk free. That was an episode of Pennyworth. Uh, that aired this Thursday on HBO Max. Our next show of the week is The Walking Dead. On this week's episode of The Walking Dead, Negan spends his time convincing Ezekiel to revolt against the Commonwealth Warden. And meanwhile, the rest of the crew is tracking down the train that captured Connie that captured Connie was on. After hopping on that train, the team discovers that their friend is probably in Alexandria. Taste was I ask you, have you ever wanted to try to jump onto a train that was moving, like those young runaways on the like on the TV that you've seen? Are you fucking kidding me, Cassie? Are they like, no. Do you not even know me? Of course, of course. Yeah, it'd be pretty right? rad. It seems like just like an easy enough challenge. Like it's for sure a challenge, but it seems fun. Like it's like, that perfect amount of like I think I could do it. I probably I can't, it. but I think I could. Uh, it's not as high on my list as like being on a bridge and then somebody like my captor, uh, like my villain is coming to get me. And then I jump off and land in a garbage truck. That's driving directly under the bridge right at the right moment. That's probably (laughs) a little higher than jumping on a train. You know, what's higher than that for me is when Uh you have um, a truck that's moving, like the ones that move all the vehicles. um, Whatever you call those, the ones that can stack all the cars on top. Car trucks. 
car trucks and it yeah. has a little ramp on it. Oh, I nice. always want to go off those, launch off over an overpass, land back on it. I think, I, that. I think I've seen wow. that on Fear Factor. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Fear Factor was impactful to me as a kid. It really made me think like I could do some things. It really did. I like. I would say my number one though is I. I've always wanted to like have my car break down and then it goes on the side of the road and then a truck with like a hook on it comes and then puts a hook on my car and then drives it away. I just I think that would be like that would be the ultimate for me. Just where my adrenaline is rushing right now just talking about that. Where are you in that scenario? Are you still just, in your car? I'm on the side of the road. I always wanted to kind of do the uh, the old like you're on a skateboard and you grab onto a truck for for a little ride. Uh, Skitching. Yeah. Skitching. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Nick? Yours seems the most obtainable. I, I, I think you can go sketch. I think, I believe I can see this in your future. I think we can make this happen for you. Uh, we're we'll go get, drive by. We're going to get, we're going to see on the news tomorrow that Nick is dead because of a skitching accident. The first one in 30 years, all because of Cassie. I, I do think though, Cassie, I know we have to go, but one more. Yeah. I do think that I can ride up to the back of a truck and push my skateboard underneath it and then climb on top of the truck and then land on my skateboard at the end. Just some like classic Marty McFly like, moves. Wait, yeah, while it's while like it's Captain driving? America. While it's driving, of course. Wait, wait, which He's way? Which way? I'm not going to skate around a car that isn't driving. Like No, but I mean no, but I mean like I am saying like which way? Or, like are you going from are you heading towards it as it comes towards you or are you catching up to it? It's driving forward. I go to the back of it, skitch a little bit, push my skateboard underneath it, climb on the top of the truck, land on my skateboard, and then skate away. You'd have to you'd have to do some force to get in underneath there uh, to match the force I of the am, truck. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. He's got the beefy legs to do it. I was gonna say, let me well, see those. Let me see those legs. Yeah, no. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <Their> legs. <laughs> All right, pants are coming off. <laughs> nope. The Walking Dead is Sundays on AMC. Our final show of the week is Stargirl. On this week's episode of the newly canceled Stargirl, Grandma Frost has had enough of this town and starts icing people. Courtney uh, is able to... Uh, make- uh, wait, hold on. Starts what? Starts <laughs> icing people. <laughs> Courtney is able to make amends with the rest of the JSA, and although they don't think she should be helping Art Boy, they all have her back. All this culmin- culminates in a giant fight at Art Boy's igloo. Taste buds, I ask you this. At this point, is Courtney still a beacon for good or an idiot in love? Oh, man. I think we talked about this for the last couple of weeks. And Cassie, I got to tell you, I just don't know. Um, Art Boy seems to be his number one, like, uh, his guiding light is revenge for his father. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all know that, including Courtney. So she thinks she can break that. But oh, I, know, no. I know that we need Courtney to be our, um, our light house right to like point the way but at a certain point you got to just say like stop courtney and all of her friends have decided all right go but they all throw in this last thing don't say i didn't warn you when yeah it all goes to shit and it totally does there is a huge fight at the uh art boy's house at the end the so they finally like i feel like for a while they've probably been trying to get her to not go for this. Like it does get to a certain point where you just got to let your friend go down that path. Like this yeah. one is going to be more detrimental than like normal, just like your friends in terrible relationship. But they like, ha- you know, yeah, they have to, they have to learn their own lessons. But the other thing too, this is, this happens with a lot of friendships is you're doing something I don't like. I'm going to stop talking to you. And that's what happens here. And then after like a couple days or a week or whatever it is, you're like, 
All right, that's over. I have to talk to you because we're friends. Uh, just keep doing that stupid thing, I guess. You know, yeah. that's why that's why we let Dave, uh, producer Dave, just continue with heroin. Like, <laughs> if you're not going to stop, then you're not what can stop. you do? Right. The um, the showdown at Art Boys um, Igloo, aka House. Um, did everybody show up to that? How'd that one go down? Everyone. Well, uh, not Stripesy and not Star Man, but all okay. the kids were there against two. One old person who was murdering everybody. The art teacher, art boy's art teacher came over to talk uh-huh. to the grandparents about um, art boy and how he's having some problems in school. And the grandpa's like, oh, I see it. Like, yeah, this makes sense. And the grandma's like, fuck this bitch and murders him <laughs> straight up in the living room. Just the grandma is over it. Um, and so the grandma just keeps feeding art boy with all the stuff of like, they killed your dad. And the rage takes over art boy. Um, our man, or what's his name? Sad boy, strong boy, strong boy. Excuse me, <laughs> strong, strong boy and art boy are fighting, and Courtney comes up and like, uh, strong boy is about to kill art boy, and Courtney comes up to stop him, and uh, our man throws Courtney across the room, not Star Girl, Courtney across oh, the room. Whoa. She smashes into a wall, uh, so she gets she gets heated, uh, but at the end, uh, I don't know if this is all going to work out as a group of friends. And it got canceled. God damn it. I can't. I can't believe it got canceled. That's such a bummer because this is surprisingly a delightful show and we love it. Um, can, can I ask real quick? Because this is another show that I've never watched. And like, um, I've had a, a buddy of mine who like loves DC comics. It's like his favorite thing. He's been on my show before. And like, he says that this is the, the best DC TV show he's ever seen. It hundred percent is. Dude. Yeah, like it's as wild as that sounds. It absolutely is. That's cool. Like, That's cool. The fact, like they figured out all of how to balance the CW teen stuff, the goofy DC stuff. Like get away. Like DC doesn't work when it's dark and evil. It works when it's bright and happy. And this is the best balance I've ever seen. That's cool. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I I have students. Let's say. I'm trying to think of a different word for teacher, so I don't reveal my day job. But uh, <laughs> that we'll talk about this. And when I say I watch it, they freak the like. There's no way that you actually watch this show. But even if it wasn't for the podcast, I would watch it. It's that good. That's a good one. Out. Ryan, should we go ahead and go to moment of the week? Yeah, Cassie, my moment of the week was you were like, oh man, you were introducing the show, and you're like, Grandma Frost has had enough of this town and starts icing people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her, her okay. So like, hold on for people who aren't watching. Her power is like cold. And icing is a different term for, like, that means killing people. But uh, just some brilliant work, Cassie. I, uh, Thank you so much. It was really <laughs> You good. know what? Point for you, Ryan, for sucking up. Uh. <laughs> Stargirls Wednesdays on the CW. That is it for the pool list, which means it's now time to go to X-Taz. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series. When Phalanx Convenient Part Covenant Part 1 begins, we see Sabretooth jump on cars and attack cops. Where have I seen this before? <laughs> I know where you have. Do you guys know where you have? It's the first episode, right? It's the first season. Yeah. First episode. It's the same exact uh, thing because when he throws that car, yeah, it's <laughs> at the helicopter. We are. This is this is Endgame, Cassie. Like we've got fifteen episodes left, maybe, and yeah. we're in that time where it gets meta, and we're recalling 
previous X-Men episodes. And but not I don't think reusing footage, right? No, it, I think it had to be updated because the style is a little different in this one. Right. Uh, for the last 10 weeks, Nick, that we've been doing this, um, most of the episodes have used a minute or two of older episodes just to save money on animation. Yeah, which which boggles my mind still to this day because of how popular this show was. Like, it, it's it's kind of... I mean, I know that that's just an animation standard, you know, I mean, especially back then. But, like, this show was fucking huge. <laughs> Like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I mean, maybe they just did it because they were getting, I mean, they were like, hey, it'll save time. And it's like, okay, you know. But yeah, you, I mean, you got to love suits. You got to love the big wigs who are always like, this show's making us a ton of money. Cut the budget. Let's yeah. cut the budget. <laughs> <laughs> trying to cut some corners here. Uh, Cassie, um, before we jump in, though, to Sabretooth. Yeah. I did notice something before that. Do we have a new intro? They they changed it a little in this season. Yeah. We have like a... <laughs> we need your guitar like there's like a, a noodlier <laughs> guitar and there's new clips for the intro i was wondering because mine picked off like picked up mid intro because it thought i had like i was there with the previous one like it thought i had all the memory the knowledge that i needed i could go straight into it and it had a little bit of the uh theme song which it normally cuts off so i was wondering what happened but yeah, now i know because they added more Kessie, when you watch excess do you hit the skip intro button no, it it skips it for me because it's like you it does it skips the recap and the little intro a lot of the times. Oh, and I'm like that should be illegal. It should be. <laughs> if you hit skip intro on X-Men, you should hear a knock at the door and it's the police coming to take you to an insane asylum. <laughs> and and, and, and we're the police now, yes. No. <laughs> they'll travel wherever, they'll sketch on a car, they don't care. <laughs> Do you um, think that if I was a WWE wrestler and I changed my name to skip intro? Do you think that would be a good wrestling <laughs> name? Hell yeah, brother. The, uh, so we do have Sabretooth throwing the cars. Um, and they obviously, they have to stop him. So they send in the A crew, which is, of course, um, Beast and Jubilee. All right. To go so now, stop now, Cassie, Fuck I'm learning. Yes. The you A crew. For Patreon listeners, Patreon heard uh, Nick have to like redo our X-Men villain list. And now I'm understanding that Cassie doesn't know what the A-list means because this is <laughs> this is the bottom of the goddamn this is barrel. Top tier, best they have, their their top squad. <laughs> it's up there. Uh, but yeah, this is normally like literally, I don't know if they were the only ones free, but they did send him to get these two to go get Sabretooth, which they do do. Yeah. They bring him back. Um they put him in say, a I I uh, you couldn't have sent two less effective things. They say, yeah. well, I mean, they do, they do, it, Beast literally says why they didn't bring Wolverine, but I mean, you know, it's, because <laughs> he's an angry boy, and if he's even hears the word Sabretooth, he's gonna be a even more angry boy. I love, you can't that, have that. I love that that's the excuse. Like, just like, yes. uh, like, we, do, it, it feels like more at this point, they just don't want to deal with him talking about Sabretooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we still have to deal with it later in this episode, but, uh, we, and this is, I think this is the first recorded uh, curse word in Extaz, right? When Beast looks at, looks around the plane, sees who his team is, it's Jubilee, and he's just like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess it's me today. <laughs> oh, the team is Beast and, oh, Beast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Talk about but when. no, they all contribute here. She throws, I don't know, they just get them. I don't even think they show it. They just get them. No, That's he, all we need he, to know. He, he, he 
gasses the whole block. Like he's like, I always prefer the nonviolent solutions or whatever. And you're like, yeah, beast, but you're like fucking. You're like, like gassing like, civilians. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah. He is treating it. <laughs> He's treating this whole area like cops treat like a gentle Black Lives Matter protest. Like, all right, yeah, yeah. knock them out. Like in a scene where Sabretooth, our ACAB hero, is wrecking cops' lives, he comes in here and he's like, you know what? Let me gas civilians real quick. I'm like, wait, who am I rooting for here? This will make it the good team. <laughs> doesn't doesn't make it better, Beast. Uh, by the great. way, Cassie, do you know who played Beast in the original X Men movies? <laughs> Uh no. Oh god, I was I was I I thought you were gonna segue this. <laughs> it was one uh it was one Fraser Crane. So Great. and that, Cassie, is what we call a grammar lesson. God damn it. I love the I've Fraser regathered, references. I'm going back. <laughs> All right, so they now have um they have Sabretooth, they put him in the mansion, and this is when they start talking about how I like Xavier is like if we can't re- rehabilitate him, I we just gotta like I don't know, give up on him. And also we cannot say the word Sabretooth around Wolverine. Yeah. But what, <laughs> These you are two rules. what you can do is spell it. Like Wolverine <laughs> is the type of guy where if you're like, oh, I think that uh, S-A-B-R-E-T-O-O-T-H is in the other room. Wolverine's like, what? Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Oh, secret. He's, he's not uh, worried about spelling. <laughs> when we see Sabretooth, they put him in like a little pod thing or some little jail room. And, and uh, Beast says, Beast, like, Jubilee's like, what if he wakes up? And Beast is like, oh, no, he's going to sleep for at least eight more hours. He immediately <laughs> wakes up. Bitch, Beast, hook me up with some of that shit. I would love to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> Put it that in a pill form. Sell that. <laughs> also, that means that those civilians were asleep on the fucking street for eight grass. hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, at least. He never grabbed him. He <laughs> never dragged him to the sidewalk. No. Didn't tuck him in on the sidewalk. Left him there. <laughs> Uh, but yes, when we do see Sabretooth, um, Sabretooth is all tucked in and snuggly, but we see that it might not be Sabretooth because there's some weird little glitchy thing happening all over in him. And he, uh, so Sabretooth might be overtaken by what, Cassie? The computer? Yeah, what do we call it? The, ph- the phalanx. Phalanx? Phalanx? <laughs> phalanx. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, but yes, that's when... Uh, Next morning, they all wake up. We see Jubilee just screaming about Sabretooth being in the mansion, um, doing her thing. As she's like, let me go into the kitchen real quick, scream about uh, Sabretooth. And Wolverine is, of course, there. Does Jubilee wake up every morning and think, what is the one thing all of the other X-Men don't want me to do? Oh, I know what it is, and I'll do it. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know he would be in here cooking during breakfast. Like, come on, Jubilee. Come on, girl. Um, so Wolverine does freak out, immediately turns into Kyle and start punching a wall and, um, <laughs> goes, is that a, wait, is that a Superman and Lois reference? Yes. He turns into Kyle. Kyle. Fucking Kyle, man. I forgot about fucking Kyle over there. All right, sorry. Move on. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then as Wolverine in his angry storm, he punches the wall and then he has to go, um, interrupt xavier's workout which i mean xavier is just going for gold on the bars <laughs> dude xavier and, and rogue's workout outfits are the best strong <laughs> fucking strong is what they are they're so good <laughs> rogue's, rogue's agent was like all right so this script does not have a single rogue line then you are going to give my girl at least an amazing outfit and she's going to be working out in the background while professor x i can't believe charles xavier didn't hire three judges to be next to him, like to hold up <laughs> like immediately hold up tens. Yeah, that's what Rogue's the there way, for. 
<laughs> but like the way he flipped into his chair. Why you guys like, were watching it? <laughs> yeah, while you guys were watching, it was, it was 9.5s until he flipped into his chair, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Landing. Like solid form, good swings, but then went into the chair. Are you kidding me? Tens. Tens all around. I would have landed uh, and I would have been, I would have looked right at the camera and been like, uh, handicapped. Yeah, right. Xavier's, uh, yeah, Xavier's uh, gymnast skills are like his secondary mutation in this episode, it seems. Because, yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. Wait, look, you can be bummed that your secondary mutation is gymnasism. Gymnasism. You can make the best of it and just be a fucking stud out there. You're fucking killing it out there. What are the odds that Rogue was like, oh, Charles is working out right now? I should get down there and. You know, let's see what happens. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he finds me attractive and we can hook up. That's how hot Xavier was. <laughs> he's the hottest Again, he's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how he pulls. Um, we do have. This is where Wolverine throws out the weirdest line of like, essentially, like you know, if Sabretooth's here, I said I have to be the one babysitting him. So then he does go babysit him. Uh, um, you know what? You know what's a. Sh- <laughs> This is like the one thing that I was like, Jesus Christ. And I mean, like, this is an X-Men staple. Like, you know, they just assume things. And and of course, that's not what happens, you know. But like, I love how he's like clearly says he's going to go do something to Sabretooth. And they're just like, he'll cool down. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) like what? You're like, oh, Wolverine just talking again. Like, he never talks. He does. Yeah. On the walk from this room to the next room. Hopefully he figures out everything that he's doing wrong and just settles down. And when is yeah. when is Wolverine ever like calmed down? To his do first it? Line, yeah. Like he hears Jubilee from her bedroom, and his first line is like, "Where is he?" Uh. <laughs> so he's got to go babysit him, and he starts to babysit him. They trash talk a little bit, but then his little nose catches a whiff of something that just is not saber tooth, and um, that's when we start to realize I, that it is uh, Felix. We might get the reveal then. It's hard to remember when we get this reveal. Yeah, he, yeah, no, yeah. This he, he calls him out, but it made me realize something. Like Wolverine's like, fuck you out. Wait, no, never mind. You're not Sabretooth. And it made me think, what does Sabretooth actually smell like? <laughs> Can't be great. Can't be guys, great. If we ranked the stinkiest X-Men villains. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. <laughs> and it's got to be Blob, right? Yeah, Blob's for sure nasty. Okay, that A is, nasty yeah. boy is for sure nasty. Yeah. You guys are being, uh, you guys are against fat people. That's, that's gross. <laughs> Blob pulled like ice cream out of his rolls or something. Like there was something insane. Like <laughs> there's no way Blob smells good. Yeah. Okay. There's no Sabretooth way. wears a coat of his own skin. Like his fur, <laughs> the furs he wears are the furs that are attached. That guy reeks. Yeah, but that, that fur, guy's... that fur always looks well kept though. I guess. He washes it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta give him that at the yeah. very least. You think that Sabretooth is spending all day being this like uh just animalistic feral villain and then going home and keeping very good care of between fucking bet- pampers himself. Between throwing cop curls. cars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he has a busy day in a schedule that he sticks to. Um, but after we get this, um, there we go to Xavier and we see that Mr. Sinister out of all people is trying to warn him that something, <laughs> something bad is happening. Something has taken over his ship and his people. Spoilers. And, uh, <laughs> Spoilers. This might be, this might make it on my favorite moment of the episode, just because 
I love Xavier not knowing who the hell is trying to contact him with the most obvious Mr. Sinister silhouette (laughs) you've ever seen. Who else looks like that? Like, nobody. Nobody. And nobody sounds like that either. It's like, he's got, like, partial robot voice, man. Like, that shit, that that voice actually, like, haunted me as a kid. I was really scared of Mr. Sinister. But... Also, motherfucker files his teeth to make him look sharp. So exactly, that's it, it is straight up like the Pokemon. Guess that Pokemon with the clearest silhouette, and I'm like, Come it's his, on. it's his fucking trading card like outline. Like it's like, <laughs> it, it, like how would he not know who it is? Um, but yeah, that's when um, Xavier gets captured, and then we see that Phalanx is going after. Um, we think it's just Beast at this time. Um, Beast is listening to his headphones, having some relaxing time, and that's when um, he starts chasing uh, him. Beast is in bed, headphones on, <laughs> listening to the slowest, lamest jazz I've ever heard. The record, his- the record, literally just says jazz, <laughs> which oh, is great. Classic jazz. Did you get the new jazz album, jazz. jazz. <laughs> But he's bopping his head as if it's like uh, electronica. Yeah. So Beast does not know how to listen to music. He has no but rhythm. He does he's got know no rhythm. How to? Yeah, no rhythm. But he can run down a hall, and he he does outrun um, Phalanx as it travels through the electrical circuits, essentially, I guess. And um, then he ends up at the like the main lobby, and he sees that essentially everybody has been captured and has been put into this little tree thing. Except so, Wolverine, who's like almost caught. Uh, Wolverine's trying to fight it off. And also, did you guys notice Wolverine, when he's caught, does just his best Arnold impression? Like, when he's in his little bubble, he's just like, ow, oh. ow, <laughs> ow, ow, I actually, ow. I, I really loved that little moment because I feel like that's the animators. Like, um, this, I just have to say real quick, this is kind of ambitious, the fact that um, they're adapting this storyline that was only two years old at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I really... um. I like that little detail. I don't know if it's what they were going for, if they just wanted to show Wolverine fighting, trying to fight it. But like uh, the fact that 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 is that's a thing like like, you know, the phalanx can't really get Wolverine because of his healing factor. They can like subdue him, but, you know, it's they can't like take over him. What about the fact that his bones are coated in metal and those are conductors? Shouldn't they be able to? It's 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 magic adamantium, you know? Yeah, or whatever, and you got to get past mutant flesh, so you you got to work through some things first. They're like, he's Wolverine; he sells books. We're not going to like make him bad. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> cannot. That's their money maker right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Beast does escape. He jumps out a window. Um, it tries to come after him again. He gets into a car, and that's when we meet a new character. Um, who is named <gasps> Warlock? Warlock. <laughs> oh God. Or- I love Warlock. <laughs> Real quick, Nick, can we take a break? Um, this is past my time as far as comic books. Like I, like I quit reading comic books when I was a kid just before the Phalanx series. Uh, I didn't really know Warlock because that was in this weird comic book called the New Mutants. the New Mutants. Yes, that was like it seemed too mature for me at the time. So uh, I, we haven't talked about the whole episode yet, but I, I like I want to take this break halfway through and like how closely does this follow how the comic books went? It's a pretty like. You know, I mean, obviously, like like all of these adaptations, I mean, like I'm sure you know people can probably reference like the um, the Dark Phoenix saga is probably the biggest one that they adapted for this show, and um, or how, Days of Future Past, yeah, or Days of Future Past, yeah, which which both of which they they followed pretty closely. This one, um, Phalanx Covenant, is pretty sprawling. <laughs> I will say, like it, it encompasses a lot of titles, a lot of like 
ancillary characters doing minute things to progress the plot, which, you know, was X-Men in the 90s. But like, yeah, that's that's Marvel yeah. Comics, baby. But like, so they did this in two parts and um, it really does like keep the core of it. The main difference, at least from what I, it's been a little bit since I've read Phalanx Covenant, but um, the main difference is the fact that the Phalanx in the show are just kind of like, you know, this alien race, like coming after them seemingly, you know, because, well, we find out, you know, Warlock is like, oh, you know, they, they try to take over planets and whatever. The Phalanx are sentient and they do things like that. But in the book, at least the Phalanx Covenant story, it's, um, it's actually the Phalanx on some humans that are using the Phalanx to try to like, you know, eradicate the mutant gene basically. And, uh, so in that way, it's 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 similar though. It follows the same beats. Actually, when we get like Forge and uh, in here later on with Warlock and Beast and whatnot, those are kind of like the primary characters of this story. So it's it's pretty it's a pretty solid adaptation, you know, just condensed. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, like uh, this was referenced when I got back to comics. This was referenced so often. Like it was Cable's, oh yeah, Legacy Virus and Phalanx that was uh, referenced so much. Like, those are the two big storylines that I missed. Yeah, Phalanx Covenant is like, I mean, I think if, you, if you're if you really in and on X-Men, you know, it's like, you you know it. But, like, it is kind of like a hidden gem. Like, it, it's in, in terms of, like, 90s X-Men events. It's one of my favorites. This one, like, I'm excited for this second part. And this is just the storyline, because Phalanx and uh, Warlock are just rad. I do love them. I was with you as soon as Warlock came on the screen. I was like, I love this little guy. Warlock. He's like a, a Bender 2.0, and I love him. He's yeah, so that's good. a really good call. Also, when we meet Warlock, this doesn't happen a lot after we meet Warlock, but right when we meet him, he is in Beast Jeep, and <laughs> he looks back and sees uh, Phalanx chasing him, and he does the cartoon scream of, like, the big jaw <laughs> and the tongue out and the eyes out, and I was like, yes. yeah. But it wasn't annoying. Like, Cassie, do you remember that guy on Bishop's Rainbow Island? Remember that Robin Williams guy? In the- Bender? Was his name Bender? The dude in the like the time whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't Bender, annoying I think it like is. that. He was. Uh, this is just like a classic cartoon character that I really appreciated. Like a charismatic Bender, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, Warlock. That that's. I I can just say like from a person who really loves Warlock in the books. Like this is like a perfect adaptation of him. I love the voice they gave him. I love all the stuff he does. I mean, like, uh, it's, yeah, it's great. I, I love seeing Warlock pop up. I just, Cassie, before we go on with the back half of the episode, though, I just, and maybe I'm alone here, and I'll, if, I, if you guys attack me, that's fine, but to have Beast, and you know my issues with Beast, <laughs> and Warlock, who says self and query constantly, this was an annoying couple to watch. But go ahead. Now, now we're in the jeep. The, I don't know. In the jeep. I, I don't know, man. If this was the if the whole episode was just Beast and Warlock road tripping, like I'd take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly like I can't. Beast is normally too much for me, but them together, it's like this fun little buddy cop thing. Like I'm, I'm having a good old time watching them interact yeah. with each other. I don't know what it is. You guys, did, I'm was, down with them. If I was on a road trip with Beast and Warlock, I would keep biting down on my back teeth, hoping that at some point there's a cyanide caplet in the back, <laughs> and I, just, I would just foam with the mouth and fucking die. You guys dislike Beast from the show? This is like yeah. the best version of Beast. Like I, he's dude. he sucked the past twenty years in the books. Like it's like <laughs> he's just gotten I, he, worse but this jeep that we're talking about is wolverine's jeep 
Yeah. He runs into the garage and he gets into the Jeep and he's like, and there's there's robot techno organic <laughs> robots chasing him. And he's like, well, hopefully Wolverine won't mind if I just drive the fucking Jeep beast. Shut the fuck <laughs> he's up. He's polite. <laughs> Everything needs a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> he does not much. do anything without four lines of dialogue. He's got to quote Socrates <laughs> and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh. like I can't have that person in my life. That's too much. I believe when it comes to stealing Je- jeeps, Keats once said, "Shut the fuck <laughs> up and drive the car." Um, but yes, he is driving the car. Warlock is there, and that's when um, Beast's like, "Hey, I don't know who you are," and he's like, "Let me give you my whole life story real quick." We got time while we're in this jeep, and we learn all about Warlock um, self and his life partner. And essentially how they were, I think, did they crash? Nick, uh, you probably know the story better than I do. They crashed here? In this version, they uh, they escape from their planet because they, you know, they felt like outsiders. And then the uh, the phalanx, like, um, uh, followed them, basically. Like, you know, and, is, and is now assimilating Earth, like, just because it that's just what the phalanx does at this point. But, like, in the cartoon, did, did it strike you guys more as, like, a conqueror? You know, like I want power and I want land or a disease that like has no choice but to keep going. It's a bit of both because like the phalanx are like a hive mind. So it's mm-hmm. like they, they just want to grow and like, you know, even in even in recent books, like the Hickman X-Men stuff, they're like, you know, oh, it's, you know, it, the end of time is assimilation by the phalanx like the whole universe and shit you know so it's like i don't i don't i don't know if motive is much more than they just want to survive and the only way to do that is to take over everything i, I mean yeah. like you could just have your own planet and live happily there phalanx but they're Not the phalanx enough. and they're scary you <laughs> <laughs> Um, so on the road trip, after we learned about that, uh, Beast is like, I know the perfect place to go. And of course it's his blind girlfriend's fiance's, uh, lab. So the eye doctor up- place, <laughs> the eye doctor place. And from there they reach out to, um, who they think is the president. Surprise, surprise. It's not, of course it's phalanx. Of course they went to the president first. They knew where the power was. And, um, so they do, uh, get attacked then as well. Um, hold on, hold on. We're skipping some stuff because I would like to nominate Beast as the Elon Musk of our generation. Uh, I talk smart. I want everybody to think I'm smart. Let me hop on the fucking phone. Let me hop on the dingle donger, which is what smart people call phones. And uh, I'll just call the president and lead the bad guy directly to here. Because although I use big words, my IQ is low because I'm the Elon Musk of the X-Men on Beast. (laughs) I'll say too. God damn it! I will say as a critique of Beast in this one is like I think sh- it's shortly after this when they realize like the president was taken over. Um, Beast says something like by his math that seventy six percent of the planet will be assimilated within four days. They already got the president. It seems more they like got- it's going to be like four hours. <laughs> like it's like yeah. you know, it's like. <laughs> like- First steps, president, then all the people you left on the sidewalk, gas, like they got them. Like it's it's mainly everybody they, they have had, at this point. They, they get city blocks in like seconds. Like it's yeah. It, it seems like it would be a lot less time, but let me uh, not seem bad. Let me give you some insight into Beast's inner monologue. He's like they're like Beast, how how long will this take? And then it cuts to his inner monologue saying, Oh shit. I have no idea. Just make up a number. Uh four days, that's it. That's all he doesn't do science. He's just like <laughs> He just throws four days out there. Uh, four days. Um, but yeah, so after they, 
you know, he fights off the president one. Um, that's when he's like, Hey, I need somebody who knows I'm like, just a, like a bio guy. I need some type of tech guy essentially. So he calls up forge. Um, oh, and they yeah. decide to meet at a diner. Why not? Let's meet at a diner. And when they make it to that diner, he's brought a friend along. And that is of course, Quicksilver. Again, yes. why not? <laughs> this is like all my favorite people just cameoing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> For Cassie, for Nick's next birthday, we should bring him into a diner with a table that has Beast, Warlock, Forge, and Quicksilver, and he will cry on the spot. I uh, could, I would die. I could die happy at that point. Yes, like, Cassie, <laughs> is this back-to-back Quicksilver episodes for us? Yeah, for us it is. And I was like, I, I don't know if it's intentional or like we just like they happen to throw out these characters. They're like, everybody loves Quicksilver. Let's throw them in there. But yes, it is back to back for us. And then when they do, they show up to the diner. They get to talk for a little bit. Um, Forging Quicksilver, like, I don't know if I believe you. Then um, a mob forms outside the diner and the waitress takes over and is Phalanx as well, attacks them, takes Forge's leg. And at this point, they're like, okay, I think I believe you. Um, (laughs) And then they're just on the run. They're on the run trying to um, make it. They can't move as well because, again, Forge did lose his leg. But... um, Good old, good old warlock is like I know exactly what to do. I, love, I will be your leg. <laughs> I love that moment. That that's so great. It, warlock, yeah, yeah. It was he's just he's just a selfless good friend, you know. Selfless, <laughs> selfless. Self. <laughs> um, yeah. So they uh, go on the run. Then they also coming when they entered the diner. There was somebody who walked out um, in a trench coat. So there's no way for us to know who it is, of course. With um, but it turns out. With an obnoxious giant cape. Yeah, <laughs> the cape underneath the drench coat. Yeah. <laughs> Who could it be? <laughs> and was there something in the pocket of the cape or the pocket of the trench coat? It seemed like a uh, tooth filer. Like somebody <laughs> had been filing their teeth to be fangs, and then it fell out of their pocket. This episode definitely establishes uh, Mr. Sinister's inability to hide or who he is at any time <laughs> like <laughs> except from the x-men the x-men he can fly right under the radar they will always fall easily. for it yeah professor x can be looking directly at a screen of him with his voice coming out and be like who is this so, yeah. who is this sorry it's not showing up on my caller id i don't know who this is that would be a, um, that, that would be a good uh a good motivation for Sinister. He's like just pissed that he's like, they never remember me. Like, what the fuck? That's why we thought Homer killed Mr. Burns is because he just won't remember my name. Cassie, uh, earlier we were talking about skitching and jumping off bridges into trash trucks. And uh, I don't remember all the rest of them, but you know what? One of my top one is uh, a ladder comes down from a helicopter <laughs> and I have to get on that oh, ladder yeah. and fly away. That is my number actual one. It's so rad. They do that. Mr. Sinister's uh, little ship comes and he's like, he fights him for a bit and he's like, hey, let's get away. We're not going to win this. Um, So up in the ship, they figure out that like it needs uh, something to help it expand. Phalanx does. It needs something to like channel its power and help it expand to reach more. And that's when they fly across this spire that uh, Phalanx is building. And it's of all the people. Before that, Cassie, uh, Beast grabs onto the ladder in a really dire situation where they have to run. And he says, well, uh, you know, they always say that the uh, enemy of my friend is my friend's enemy, unless it's my enemy's friend, and then it's a frenemy. So much fucking time. Foot still on the ground. One on the ladder, one on the ground. What are you doing? You guys guys don't get it. He's calculating how long it would be till the phalanx got him. He knows he's got a little time. He could say something. You know, (laughs) like four days. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, but yes, it is on this big cliffhanger of there's a spire being built and we got to see what all happens to the crew in part two. Which I think like is one of my gross things. Uh, this happened in a Sandman episode, Cassie. Uh, it's something with a bunch of faces that like that's inside of the phalanx or the um, uh, hive mind or whatever it is. Like there's something where it has a lot of faces talking at the same time. That mm-hmm. freaks me out. I don't yeah. like that. The animation on it was cool, like how they all kind of like pop out too. I was like, this is, they popped off on this one. This is red. Yeah. It's like super creepy and weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this would have messed with me as a kid. You had Sinister's voice haunting you. Like I would have thought about this little pillar. Yeah. Um, Cassie, all right, do you that- regret as a kid uh, filing your teeth? <laughs> Never. No? Never. I mean, you still have all of those fangs. Is that, that's not weird? Again, people don't mess with me. They respect <laughs> it. Um, that is the end of the episode, though. So it, now we have to go to the awards. Uh, we got to start it off with most 90s thing. Ryan, what do you got for that? There's a lot here, but I think ultimately <laughs> I would have to go with just the general fear of technology. Like, this is the late 90s, and we were so scared of the internet, and we were so scared of uh, Y2K, you mm-hmm. know, because this is the end of the X-Men thing. And I just think that this is a literalization of that, of like, what if technology became a person and killed you and that seems ridiculous but i think that there's a lot of old people at the time that were were like yeah no that's what's going to happen it's just going to be like at a certain point technology is going to become a person that kills us yeah but it is honestly like i know still we've had more time with technology i still feel like it could happen i still it's still a valid fear yeah i mean like the phalanx were like kind of an obvious like metaphor for that but like also it's just uh yeah, I don't know. Because, you know, the phalanx, I always thought, like, um, when I did, like, this big read-through of, like, the Claremont stuff, like, I realized, like, how similar they kind of are to, like, something like the Brood, which is, like, an organic alien race, you know? But this is just, like, a technological version of that. And, um, and like, you know, unstoppable. Just yeah, unstoppable, that like, just yes. wave, like... Yeah, we have no options because there's... We have our army. They have endless soldiers. yeah. That is super nineties. That's a good. That's a good <laughs> one for that. Yeah, you have Nick's backing on that one at the yeah. very least. Yeah, mine. Um, mine was just the fact that it was. It, I I just loved Mister Sinister's evil Quinjet with the ladder that they all hung on instead of climbing. I thought that was very nineties. The fact that it didn't have a ramp or anything, like they dropped down like a rope ladder. Yeah, so good. And then they just it's hung weird. on there, like they didn't climb yeah. up it. <laughs> Like fucking apocalypse now, just yeah. hanging out. Yep. I mean, Sinister has to go to the grocery store, and now, like when he when he goes back to the jet, he has two bags of groceries and has to climb up that ladder just to get home. Like that's that's, that's rough. Um, for my most nineties thing, I do have just the way they portrayed Computer Monster was it's just like jagged lines coming over somebody, and it's like you know something techie is involved. And again, I would do the same thing now because I don't know how else you portray that, but it just felt very nineties to me. Um, I am going to give that point to Nick, though, because ladders, a thing of the 90s, of course. <laughs> so wait, um, I, I, I went first, but then Nick, uh, you preferred the ladder? Yep. You got it, Rod. You're tracking. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> God damn it. Our next award is Best Gas Blind. Uh, Nick, what is yours? Was it that moment? Mine, I, I put ironically the reveal of Mr. Sinister. Um, 
<laughs> just being like, yeah. <gasps> like as if it wasn't the most obvious thing in the world. But my actual, <laughs> my my actual gasp was uh, was Quicksilver showing up. I, I just I just like seeing him cameo there real quick. I was like, oh shit, that he's was, in this one. Cool. And like his speed was never brought into the plan. Like that's true. No, there was nothing. There. He was just hanging out, drinking coffee, eating donuts. He's just a guy. Just a guy. He was like, "Hey, he's noticed some weird things too." So I brought him along. I was like, "Why not? <laughs> no, we all love Quicksilver." Yeah, Ryan, like, what do you got for best gas line? Uh, uh, my literal gasp, like the one that actually happened, was after twenty minutes with Beast, him at the bottom of that ladder, giving another. <laughs> I was, I was like, "Are you seriously going to do this again?" About your friends are your like, shut the. It's not up. even. It's like the most basic one too. Like you don't. It doesn't even need to be said in that moment. Yes, like we all have heard that quote. <laughs> You're not even smart for this one. Oh, God, beast. I did. I kind of. Um, I kind of love because isn't it? He says it to Forge, right? Yeah. Like that's who he says yeah. it to. I love that Forge just fucking lost a leg. And and he's and he's waiting and he holds him up, to, like he's blocking the ladder to tell him yeah. that. Real quick. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go first on this ladder, but first of all, let me say this whole thing." You're well, gonna, gonna you're gonna listen. Up, 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 time out, time out. I just thought of something to say. <laughs> Is Beast the me of the X Men? God damn it! I think that's why we hate him so strongly. We all we all have so much passion. Uh, for best guest line, I do have um, the Mr. Sinister reveal just because I was so confused as to why he would be warning them. I was like, I guess because I was like, are they friends? Is this a thing that happens? But I don't think so. I think they just brought in Mr. Sinister again, a quick silver cameo. Why not Mr. Sinister add him in there? Yeah. Hey, you know uh, what? Uh, here's a rule with my friends. Uh, if their name is Mr. Smith or Mr. Uh, Davis, <laughs> then I'm down. Mr. Sinister, that's that's a red flag. Don't be friends <laughs> right with that there. I would love the, just the idea that Mr. Sinister, like at one point, was like trying to like pretend like he wasn't up to no good, and and they're just like, yeah, let's give this guy a shot, you know? <laughs> it's like guy. what? <laughs> they're like, look at his credit score; he's a good guy. I believe in him. Filed teeth, last name Sinister. <laughs> yeah, then you get the line of, oh, I was up to no good, and then he runs away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am going to give that point to Ryan, though, because, God, the audacity on Beast is gas-worthy, for sure. Um, <laughs> next award is going to be Best Use of Power. Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh, we didn't even talk about this. It has to be Beast and Warlock getting to know each other in the Jeep. Um, Phalanx is right in front of them, and Warlock's like, oh, are we dead? No, we're not, because Warlock is a self hang glider slash self jetpack yeah and then flies beast away that was that's, that was, that was mine that's too. all i want from in my life that's all beast wanted uh and then beast at some point is like well i guess we should get to know each other because this is a little <laughs> intimate but uh that's the best power that's the most useful power in this episode warlock jetpack for sure yeah it fits so snugly too it's like perfectly formed to him because he can form to whatever it, it looked comforting as he flew around the city oh. with him I'm sorry, did I save your life and give you a good deep hug at the same time? Yeah, that's <laughs> Warlock, baby. That's your buddy Warlock. Uh, Nick, what do you got for best use of power? That's it, that was mine too. Warlock jetpack. That's the that's, mm-hmm. that's the easily the best one. Um, there is another Warlock move, which of course is the one I brought, which is the power of being a leg. Um, unstoppable. Yeah. Always a good buddy to be a leg. I am going to give that point to both Ryan and Nick, though, because you guys came with the same one, which means it has to be the right one. 
Our next award is LVP. Nick, what do you got for it? <laughs> so I, I can't really tell at first, but there's there's a point where um, before the phalanx overtake, when they're looking at the computer screens in, uh, in the X-Mansion, right? And um, I believe it's just Gambit who's just playing basketball. So, like, um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I don't, I, it's been a while since I've watched part two, but, you know, if the Phalanx want to play like a game of horse or something for the fate of the earth, then, you know, he might be the MVP next time. But uh, Gambit's totally useless in this one. So I, I did him, <laughs> even though he's in like two frames, but still. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that, and that's delightful. I missed him playing basketball, and I'm so glad you had it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you got to it. This is some bullshit. I feel like that Nick is cheating because pay pigs know that uh, Nick talked about onslaught, which is what Cassie wanted. <laughs> and then now he's picking Gambit, Cassie's <laughs> least just, favorite character. He just knows. <laughs> he just fucking knows. This is some he, bullshit. He I, I do. The I, right way. I do like Gambit. I will say it's just, he doesn't do shit in this episode. <laughs> like, so. All oh, right, for Beast, it's Beast. Beast is the LVP. Beast is <laughs> Beast is just shut the fuck up and do something like, oh god, a Beast. It's Beast. Yeah, um, I obviously, of course, have Beast. It, just from the get go, <laughs> when he starts gassing civilians, like Sabretooth is wrecking cops. Like, go ahead and let him be at it for a bit before gassing people. It's insane, Beast. You're insane. Wait, Cassie, does ACAB stand for all cops are Beast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Now I understand. Crazy. Um, but Ryan, you know the rules. If you got the same one as me, that means you get the point. Beast is the LVP. <laughs> um, our final award for the week is MVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? I have the one, the only. Uh it, we have talked about him a shocking amount considering uh his uh dealings in the show. It's Mr. Sinister who Ooh. warns Professor X who throws down a ladder, who files his teeth. He files his teeth to look like fangs because that's scarier. He wears a big cape that has to be annoying to wear, but he wears it because he knows he looks good. Mr. Sinister is the MVP. He is. He's the one. He warns them. It's a little too late, but he does give them at least a warning, and then he gets them out of there. It's MVP material for sure. Uh, Nick, what do you got for it? I got to go Warlock. I got to go Warlock. He adapts so well to every situation, and He's just delightful. Absolutely. He's so delightful. (laughs) I also have Warlock just because as soon as he's on screen, I loved him. He was the one who actually got them out of all the trouble. He flew Beast away. Um, He absolutely is the MVP. And Nick, because you matched me, of course you get the point, which means we now end this one in actually a tie, you guys. These X-Men boys, they both got three points each. Friendship. How does it feel? Uh, We need a tiebreaker, Cassie. Ask us a question. Who is the... Oh, you started asking before you knew the question. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the... What was the most um, Wolverine thing that happened? Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Uh, (laughs) He got angry in the kitchen, so he started breaking food. (laughs) He started punching food. Absolutely. Uh, I think the, the most Wolverine thing that happened has to be what we talked about earlier when he's when he's being held up by the phalanx and uh, 
for some reason, like, I mean, I know he's in a dire situation there, but he just chooses to forget how to communicate or talk at all and just goes, like beast was, beast was right there. Like he could have been like, Hank, help me. Like, you know, hello, my friend, Henry McCoy. Yeah. me a hand. But he went, yeah. That's Nick. You absolutely right. Grumbly Wolverine is it. You have won. You are the winner of this round of excess. Yeah. You defeated Ryan. Honestly, Wolverine thought it would be so lame if I would just reached out to my friend. I better just grunt and make noises. He didn't want to hear it. He's he's <laughs> like you guys. More manly. He's like you guys. He doesn't want to hear any more beast shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it can only, only take so much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the end for our X-Taz segment. Um, I do have something extra for you guys. At the end here, we do have another interview. Ryan, I believe it's part two with Superhero Homies. Yeah, and uh, Nick, you you were a former interviewee. Uh, I'm about to interview the Superhero Homies. Do you have any advice for them of what it's like to like get into one of these interviews? Oh, man. Stay on your toes. Stay on your yeah, toes. Right? It's rough. Stay frosty. It's like a boxing yeah. match. It's, like a, it's a punching round. You gotta take any chance you can just to dig into the interviewer. Oh yeah, but that, and that's what I like. And if I look attracted to you, that's just part of the game. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Cassie, I think we're that's how he boxes. Well, let's see how that interview goes right now. Uh, I have here in front of me the official superhero show show list, the rankings of all the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Ooh. I'm going to go from the bottom, and I want Kevin and Q's commentary on the entire thing. Okay? Oh, okay. Now, if, if you disagree with this, please understand that this is amalgamated from all four of our hosts. And if you have a problem with it, it's a problem you probably have with Cassie, Caitlin, or Mike, and not me. So <laughs> feel free to openly shit on whatever you can. But we have, fun. guys, we have eight shows. We're starting at the bottom with number eight. Okay. Our number eight show is the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'll I'll accept it. Yeah, yeah. Guys, uh, this is bad podcasting. You have to argue. Okay, okay. You know, Just throw things at each absolute other. Absolute dog shit, dear lord. Uh, so if if if, if I'm at, being uh, uh, if, two out of five, yeah. If I'm being completely honest, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think its biggest problem isn't the fact that it's well, it's so low quality, but it's the fact that we expected Winter Soldier. And yeah, they gave yeah. us not Winter Soldier. Yeah, Moody Bucky. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier like like the movie uh, quality level. Right. right, right, right. And we didn't get that. Where is where would you guys say Captain America Two is on your all time Marvel list? Captain America Two. Yeah, uh, Winter Soldier. Oh gosh. Oh, like, that's uh, I mean top five. Yeah, it's, it's, I was going to yeah. be top five. Oh yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Going back uh, to Falcon, Winter Soldier, not there. No. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's just if it was just bad, bad, or such a disappointment because of how much I love Captain America: The Winter Soldier. More the latter. It's like it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it's like it was trying too hard. It was preachy at moments, and it was awkwardly such. Uh, it had some yeah. really good moments, though. It uh, did. It yeah. really did. Um, like I like the stuff with Isaiah Bradley, and then I dislike how Falcon immediately just. Said, "Shut up, old man. I'm yeah. going this way." <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that history has anything to do with me. Bye. <laughs> uh, your number seven show, and you know what? To be honest, like I would say, Falcon and Winter Soldier is an average show. So, mm -hmm. like all of okay. these to me are above. 
Um, but your number seven oh. show is what if? Hmm. That's a hard disagree for me there. So you yeah. see, see, here's here's where you here's where you're messing up. All right, first of all, uh, completely unrelated. I'm gonna need your your physical address. Don't don't ask why. Uh, I promise. Unrelated. Uh, wow. <laughs> No, but uh, I don't want to see the episode called What If Q Had My Address. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Q, 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 buddy, buddy, get out of the car. I would bake yeah. him the cake, a delicious cake. Everyone likes cake. Oh, you could do that at your house and mail it. Okay, there you go, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but no, I um, yeah, a cake box somewhere. <laughs> I absolutely loved, uh, loved What If. I, yeah. I, I'm curious to hear your reasoning as to like why you guys would collectively have it where it is. Here's, here's my guess. Yeah. And it's been a while since we made this by put what I've in because we rank them every time a, a show ends is I think by almost definition, anthology shows have an issue with um, staying just like uh, maintaining a high level. You know, everyone, even if they're not, if we all, if we disagree on which episodes are dips, mm-hmm. everyone has their episodes that are dips. And so as much as I loved it, I love the, like, the fact that they did it. The fact that that show exists is still crazy mm-hmm. to me. But that would be my guess as to why. There's a couple of these that I would put it higher than, but I'm only one member of the board. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think, like, for me, I, like you just said, I love the fact that that show even exists. And, uh, and B, I loved also that they were, they were willing to take some pretty big risks. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, they, they had some episodes that just really stand out. And then how they were able to bring it all to get, spoiler alert. Yeah, how they were able to bring it all together for that finale. Yes. And and to have it be like this is not these are not just individual stories being told by the watcher. These are all telling a collective story where shit has hit the fan and you know Mega Ultron by Death by 3000 is <laughs> it's about to destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it'd be like can you guys imagine if uh, at, after 100 episodes of Twilight Zone all 100 main characters were like the oh, God. Serling Avengers. <laughs> Wow. And they fought crime. That's what that was like. <laughs> that'd be fantastic, that'd, though. <laughs> that'd be a clusterfuck. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a hard script to follow. Yeah. Uh, your, your number six is Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, so uh, Moon Knight for me is, uh, in my own personal mind, Moon Knight is like right there with Falcon Winter Soldier, which is like middling. It's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, so we're doing ranked as an eight, as in the worst of the yeah. worst, and then all the way to your number one. Correct, bro. Are you sure you don't got your shit backwards? <laughs> I'm, oh I'm my very gosh! Because sure. like I, I was, I was agreeing with you. Where it's like it's kind of middle tier mm-hmm. compared to the the eight. I think we're going to be talking about here. Where it's like I'd call it five. Yeah, I mean, I, to us, yeah, it, it's six here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for, I, I think that I was the one who actually lowered Moon Knight for the group oh. because. Okay. I started off so I was so fucking excited. Like Moon Knight oh, yeah. has a show and it's Oscar Isaac. And then my favorite yeah. actor of all time, Ethan Hawke is the villain. Yes. And then that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then about halfway through, I was like, I don't, I, I think this is a miss. I just, it, yeah. it just totally ran out of steam for me. No, you, uh, you are correct about like the downfall. I mean, you are correct. Like, like, you know, opinions are, <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, no. <laughs> I got an A plus on that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, for for me, like, the problem with Moon Knight was that I was able to like uh, not only overlook but embrace the changes they made from the canon uh, because I thought that it was so mm. what they were doing was so original and they were taking a risk and I and I dug that. Yeah. But like you said, about halfway through, you start to realize this is just a a generic superhero show. They took something that could have been exactly. extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, 
And, and just, I, yeah. I think if this was six hours instead of two, two original hours instead of the six, then it would have made a fantastic original. We've never seen anything like this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it got filled out with typical superhero filler is my, yeah. what I think. All right, I'm a little nervous about uh, how this is going to go as we go on. Number five is Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, again, for, for me, Hawkeye is uh, Hawkeye is is, is is pretty high up there. It's way up there. The <laughs> um, ah. You know, I uh, and, and, you know, I, I will be fair and acknowledge like my own bias, and, and that is like um, I think one reason why I like Hawkeye so much is because they avoided a lot of the pitfalls I thought they trip into not saying that the show is flawless because it's not no but but they do avoid a lot of like my personal grievances that I thought they would have fallen into one other thing that Hawkeye had going for it too was that Haley Steinfeld actually did a fucking good job which she is, nailed it yeah which yeah. is kind of strange because her character is not one that we particularly give a fuck for in the pages it's like I don't see a reason for you to exist yet cool but then the show kind of brought it together it's like oh this character's doing a better job and not every show can brag that strength so i mean i think i think the way that you're describing kate bishop is the same way i would describe uh yelena and both of those actresses are like uh there's not that much on the page i'm gonna fucking bring it then and then when those two had a scene by themselves and that was the peak of the show for sure Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I uh, I agree because yeah. like also they they acknowledge like the power dynamics and you know between uh, Yelena and Kate uh, and also between uh, Kate and and Clint yeah um and you know it was just this I, I just love the idea because I'm a big Lethal Weapon fan and and I like the idea that Clint's like I'm too old for this shit and he's just <laughs> he's just over it at this point yeah. but he's so badass that he can just do this shit anyway. That's Man, not just Clint's it. style, but also Jeremy Renner's style. Like you can, <laughs> you can feel how he's right. over it the entire time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I thoroughly uh, overall enjoyed um, Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. I will say this: like the, the finale for me uh, was good, but it could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. And, and I can definitely see if you have some gripes with the finale. Um, like Kingpin was a little cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, yeah speaking yeah. of that, we're gonna get the She-Hulk here soon. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you know who wrote Lethal Weapon? I used to know who wrote this movie. I have no idea, dog. <laughs> I'll uh, go ahead and drop that on the table now. It's uh, it's Shane Black, who That's is right. one of my favorite directors and writers of all time. And huh. he did had, you like Iron Man three. I did like Iron Man three. Oh, I loved Iron Man oh, oh. Are you sure? <laughs> I, uh, I I I mean like. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time is The Last Boy Scout. Like anything uh-huh. Shane Black touches. Uh, he wrote a kids movie was, uh, in the 80s Bruce called Bruce The Monster Damon Squad. Wayne, right? Yes. Bruce yeah. Willis and Damon Wayne. He wrote The Monster Squad. That's one of my favorite. Any, anything he touches, I love. But uh, what I was the thing with Hawkeye is and Lethal Weapon is that Shane Black, uh, it's, it's it's always Christmas. It all Everything has to go back to Christmas. And <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was cool that Hawkeye had that whole finale like it felt like we were in the late 80s early 90s again i'm just like yeah throw christmas in there at the end like right. people, people will love it amen that's true uh what if the predator one was said during christmas that'd have been fantastic that would have wow. been awesome yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he did he wrote like part of that movie so it would have been great he did wow. yeah uh the true predator the shoppers mm-hmm. on black friday that's that's <laughs> who the true aliens would be all right all right it was actually a metaphor for uh krampus yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, our number four show is Ms. Marvel. Um. <laughs> okay, so move, uh, move that shit down. What What I have to say about Ms. Marvel is is pretty brief for me, I guess, relatively speaking. And and, and that is um. And that and is fuck it, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I yeah. I said yeah. this exact quote uh, on the podcast a what few was weeks that? ago. What was that? Uh, I said because uh, you asked me about oh yeah, Miss Marvel. What you think of? Because you yeah. forgot about it. I forgot about <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> I literally heard about the show. My brain said, "What did you just hear about?" Uh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's move on with our life. And uh, I, I said, um, I said, I think if I were to sit down and watch it with my seven year old niece, she would love it. Mm. <laughs> and like, I think that kind of perfectly surmises my thoughts on uh, Miss Marvel. I, I, and honestly, like, I give this show way more grace than I think most people would expect us to give it, just because uh, I don't completely shit on the show, but I do make it known that this show, tonally speaking, is just not for me. Uh, it is like, and sometimes the visuals come up like an epileptic, uh, epileptic version of Into the Spider Verse, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay, just calm down here a little bit. Uh, I will like say this: Door the Explorer was live action, <laughs> wasn't she? No, I guess not. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a movie, and I heard it was good. Oh yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a movie. <laughs> yeah, there was a movie like during not the pandemic. Man. <laughs> Man. I, I only let Kevin out for the podcast. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Did you wow. tell Kevin yet about your spinoff podcast, the Dora the Explorer oh, oh. Movie Minute? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, we, we were breaking up there, Kevin. He said something else. No? About <laughs> I was about to say, you didn't get my script. I, I put it underneath the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote a couple episodes out. Um, but uh, I will say this, like, uh, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. I know you have a, a list that you want to finish here, but like, with the finale to Miss Marvel and uh, and them tying in basically mutants mm. into uh, the MCU by saying that she's not an inhuman, she's a mutant, um, I, I'm not mad at that call. Mm. Uh, however, I think that instead of – it has like a reverse effect for me. Instead of hyping up the mutants, uh, it kind of just devalues them a yeah. little bit. Because <laughs> I'm it? like, yeah, it's – Girl with stretchy arm powers, who yeah. who is now Green Lantern girl. Uh, <laughs> you know she's she's a mutant now. Um, so I get what you guys are saying with the tone problems, but I think that the tone two things. One, I think the tone problems are similar to that of Moon Knight and what else were we talking about? Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. In that, when it hits, mm-hmm. it hits. It's just there's too much filler in the middle. I but I the parts that were for kids, I thought were the best parts by far. You know, like I know that I'm not the target audience. But the fact that this is out there for, um, you know, for like young, younger kids, for girls, girls have this like younger hero to see. And I thought it was incredibly well done. I thought when the show slagged, when it was like, oh, fuck, we got to do all this other shit that all these other shows do. That's when I thought mm-hmm. that it sort of went off the rails. Yeah. And like there were things about the show that I did appreciate and. Like, honestly, like the, the thing about the show that I think hit the most and maybe the most important thing is like the, the lead actress. I thought that she did a great yes. job. Mm. Um, she she was able to input the amount of energy that a character like Kamala Khan would have uh, while also not making it feel like she was always a, a goddamn cartoon character and you know, I- she felt like a real person. I think that everyone shits on Marvel villains and rightfully so, but I don't think they like talk enough about how great the casting is of the leads. Like 
Oscar Isaac and Haley Seinfeld and uh, this new actress who's playing Ms. Marvel, whose name I can remember. I'm just choosing not to say it. Uh, oh, and Iman Balani, I believe. Yeah, there you Iman go. Balani. Yeah. Zoom tight. That's, that's <laughs> why. That's why the shows were successful, is those leads. Mm-hmm. All right. Your number three show is She-Hulk. And maybe we're just hot off the presses and we're just loving it that much. But how did you guys feel about this as a nine-episode series? Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. <laughs> um, What's the thing, bud? Yeah. Uh, what you got, bud? Wow. Yeah, I'm going to grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's funny because uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, we did like a, a, a predictions where we ranked how the superhero TV shows would go. Uh-huh. And uh, and at that time, She-Hulk was very high on my list. I was very much looking forward to this show. <clears throat> and uh, even when it came about that, uh, you know, it was going to be, you know, uh, like the more comedic version of She-Hulk, that only made me more excited about it because like everyone online is mentioning now, uh, you know, it's based on the, on the John Byrne sensational She-Hulk run, which is hey. the best She-Hulk run. You also grabbed a beer. I sure, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Uh, but um, mm. as far as the show goes, I thought that uh, that they did it's pretty good. I thought that they did Jen a, a pretty big disservice, uh, in, in my opinion, because it felt like um, she had little to no real character development or growth. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I thought that the uh, the action scenes that were in it were uninspired. I get it. This is not supposed to be an action show. However, She's still a superhero. Uh, I felt that the CG was the less said about the CG, the better. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I I was not impressed. <laughs> I mean, Q, Q has said more grace about it than I could muster. I, uh, there, there were things about the show that I did like. There were moments of it that I did chuckle. And so there, there were times mm. where I thought that, okay, they actually told a, a successful funny joke. Uh, but then there are other moments where I was just like, I don't know what's going on here tim roth got boned in that he did yeah uh, tim roth got boned <laughs> abomination got uh yeah. uh got got the uh got the shaft there a little bit he got the short end of that stick bro he, he got the yeah he, he got the, uh, the 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 uh green ear fin flipper <laughs> so let me get this straight you're gonna resurrect my contract let me be abomination again but i have to pretend i know how to do yoga <laughs> <laughs> okay Oh, oh, and Bruce Banner has to be like, yeah, that guy that almost killed me back in Harlem those years ago. Let him out. He's fine. Oh, yeah. He wrote me a letter. He's I, good. I forgive him. What the fuck? Uh, Daredevil doing the walk of shame is... Uh, See, that I'm going to defend till I die. Oh. Like, I know Twitter was like, man, Daredevil never do this. First of all, um, that's too embarrassing for him. And second of all, he's a Catholic and would never have sex before marriage. Bitch, oh, whoa. do you know how much sex Matt Murdock has had in his comic book career. He you know how pulls. it's pulls. how many girls are in New York? Because the answer is all of them. Uh, yeah. all, he has had sex with all of those girls. Yeah, and I'm like, that's another reason why, like, the comparisons to Daredevil and Dick Grayson will always be there because they're just so much alike. They got those asses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those 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 damn plums they got back there, them yams they got, but also mm. the fact that they just fuck everything that moves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I was not upset at him uh, smashing She-Hulk. Uh, neither was she. Yeah, neither was she. No, neither uh, was I, I just hope that she was in gen form when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy fuck. If not, then that walk that he was doing would have 
looked a little different. Oh um, yeah, he uh, he would have needed a fucking wheelchair, a hospital. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, guys, yeah, he would have been death by snoo snoo. It would have been (laughs) crushed pelvis and everything. Yeah, Uh, I'm sorry, you were about to ask a question, bro. No, uh, what are you gonna say? What what did I think about the uh, the reveal at the end? The the yellow suit. Oh, I love the yellow suit. I think it's. I'm sort of going off, and I don't know. Do we have clarity on what from Defenderverse happened in MCU? Because I'm the way that I watched She Hulk is that. Matt Murdock just started superheroing and then born again is sort of his introduction. And we can forget about all the other shit. That's kind of what I'm taking from it. And, and mm. honestly, um, I think, <laughs> I, but I think it's for the better. Like, mm. I, I think it's better that we keep the defender verse where it is. Yeah. There you it know? is. See, now you sold it. Yeah. Cause like <laughs> just forgetting the good shit, like, Oh, that was good shit. Uh, oh, man. But, um, but that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I uh, s- similar to uh, to Kingpin and um, and Hawkeye, they they have definitely uh, tinkered with like Matt's skill set in the uh, in the TV show as well. Yeah, uh, not not in a bad way. Just they they made it more comic uh, comic booky, you know. Versus uh, like uh, I'm gonna punch you in the face until you die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Netflix uh, that R rating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually looking it up right now, and it huh. says that. The Defenderverse was bought by sleep scientists. They're going to use it to cure insomnia. So that they should be able to make people go to sleep just by playing that show in front of people. So that's cool. Oh, I mean, I was just, uh, wow. You, you, <laughs> I, all this time, I thought that you were an upstanding gentleman. <laughs> that you were I can't be mad at that. That was pretty good, bro. That was pretty good. <laughs> gentlemen, we have two shows left in your number two show. Yes. Is Loki now? Loki, did we get this right as the number two show, or should it have been number one? Uh, yeah. So you are correct. It, it should have been number one uh, worst uh, show of all time. Amen. Whoa! <laughs> Amen. Bad show. Loki was awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is nothing Loki about what you're bringing right now. <laughs> you get out of here with these puns, sir. Oh. Uh, now you you are a father, correct? So I'll, I will let some of those dad jokes fly. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's only one and a half, so she doesn't know what I'm saying. But I swear to God, she will start laughing at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years from now, you're gonna be saying that same thing. Like she's gonna laugh at some point. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show her this interview. If I like split there to Mexico go. with a new wife, then she just has this interview to watch. <laughs> Damn. Oh, jeez. Um. So you guys hate Loki. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. No, there, there's not no. a whole lot I like about Loki, uh, no. like at all. I, as a matter of fact, I think that one thing Kevin and I do agree on is that's probably the worst. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, I know. <laughs> um. So uh, one of our main things is that uh, we firmly believe in character integrity and being true to the nature of the character. And that's one of the homing commandments. Yeah, that's that's actually number one. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it is. It is our thou shalt not kill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we just found that the Loki show found every reason to not let Loki be Loki. And then instead of giving us true exposition, a true dialogue to, to watch this man, quote unquote, grow or develop into who he becomes in that show. Instead, what they do is to give us like a, a five minute sit down with Mobius and Mobius 
where he gets psychologically broken down and uh and you know kind of torn apart like oh so this is why you're a scared little boy loki and i'm like this is very much uh in your face it's not very yeah it didn't do a very good job of selling me on the idea that <clears throat> that this, the person who loki becomes in this show it's the same loki who we got in the nah. previous phases i mean let, let's be honest here this is a god of chaos He's not going to give a fuck about what Owen Wilson's got to say to him, you know? <laughs> well, then, I mean, I don't, I don't care what Owen Wilson's, like, title or integrity in the show is. It's like, knowing Loki from the comics, he would have phased one. up. Exactly. In the MCU. Yes, yeah. like, he would, yes, exactly. Even phase one Loki, because Loki and uh, um, fucking Avengers 1, amazing. Mm-hmm. Great Loki. That Loki would not have sat in that room for a minute. Yeah, uh, that that uh, it's just the whole idea of uh, of taking away his cleverness, uh, his his conniving nature, uh, his cunning nature, everything that makes him Loki, and uh, instead stripping that away and hoping, and honestly successfully relying on Tom Hiddleston, right. the, the person uh, selling the character versus. The character traits have been so the character. Well, based on what you guys are saying, then do you guys think that maybe it was just a bad idea to be a show at all? Like, is, uh, does that no, are, are you saying does does that make Loki sort of a bad lead character? Well, no, I think what makes uh, what makes him a bad lead character is that he's not Loki in this TV show, right? He's just someone else. Th- this is like a, a a good example, actually, of the same thing that happened to Chris Hemsworth whenever uh, he was starting to get tired of playing the role of Thor. They made it a way for him to kind of be like the fun guy. And now we got, you know, Ragnarok and Ragnarok 2, the Ragnarok ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where he got to be the fun dude, kind of silly, very Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, literally, in the second one. Right. Where he's kind of slapstick and fun and, and bullshitty. And unfortunately, because chris hemsworth got that treatment in ragnarok where loki and his character was that's kind of a a consequential effect that happened to that character too whereas it was a tom hiddleston fan show which is cool that's great because tom is cool and you know he's a good actor we like him people love him obviously but he he was watered down from the original concepts or sort of like i basically what you guys are saying is that there's like this central mcu character that and so the further you are away from it, if you become a lead, the more you have to come closer to it and you have to talk like Star-Lord and you have to act like Thor. Like you sort of have, you get yanked back to this core where you're, if you're a lead, your originality goes away. If you're a side character, you can be fun and chaotic and evil and do all this shit. That's sort of it? It's, that, that is it to a degree, but it's, it's more the idea of, it's more the idea of like, what true character growth and development is isn't changing who you are as a person, but it's seeing the evolution from how you got from A to B. Right. So if you look at Thor and Thor One, for example, and you have this scene in the diner where he he has the cup of coffee and he goes, "This drink, oh, this beverage, I like it." Another, and he throws it down. It's comedy because everyone gets it that this man has no idea what Earth's customs are, but he right. doesn't know, so he's not in on the joke. Yeah. Whereas and like. You know the the latest Thor movie, God and or uh, Love and Thunder. Uh, he's purposely, constantly, consistently cracking jokes and just doing mm-hmm. things that maybe the actor would want to do, but 
why in the world would Thor, you know, behave in this manner? Right. Yeah. Uh, and you contrast that with like scenes from Age of Ultron when he he snatches up Tony Stark and Tony Stark goes, yo, use your words, big guy. And, and Thor goes, I have no more words for you, Stark. You know, like, Boom. you know, moments like that that are really impactful and that sell the character. And only really Thor would say. Yeah. No other character would say that shit. Whereas uh, with a lot of the punchlines, I don't know. Give it to this person. This person hasn't talked yeah. for a while. Why doesn't? Why don't they say the punchline? All right, right. Which, by that, the way, Watiti, very good director, very funny guy. Just maybe wrong property. I yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I've heard a lot of people say, and I sort of agree that um, Love and Thunder made me like Ragnarok less. Which <laughs> I like. I, I I hate that backwards. You can't like that. You can't have other movies can't change your opinion on a movie, but it sort of made me like. The magic was so much lessened that the magic was also lessened for Thor 3. Um, we have one more show, and it's WandaVision. Now, is this one correct? Number one, WandaVision? I love WandaVision. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought that it was incredible. Uh, I, I, Hazmat Frank. Hazmat Frank. Hazmat Dadgum Frank. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we... Uh, yeah. Um, but, like, uh, with, with WandaVision, um, like... Holy shit. Maybe, like, all of these... Huh. The finale didn't quite stick the landing, mm-hmm. but I thought that everything else was tremendous. Yes, it was a good buildup. It was good character progression, especially seeing Wanda and slowly yeah. being revealed unto us the, the evidences of her psyche going mad. That was flavorful. That was good shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then seeing how... And it was well done. It was very well done, very well shot. Seeing how like she dealt with grief. And and seeing how she dealt with loss not once but twice, losing, you know, her her husband, and you know, bringing him back to mm-hmm. a degree, and then then conjuring her children, and then then losing them, uh, you know, like just that amount of grief that uh, that that did to Wanda. I mean, it, it was, was the, it was the MCU's pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Some things about her dead. <laughs> uh, what was that? Uh, the 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 soil she's sour. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. The soil she's sour. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing line. If Herman uh, Munster was in WandaVision, that would have made everything so much better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I have a challenge for you, and I have a challenge for my listeners. Uh, challenge for my listeners is obvious. Um, search for superhero homies on all of the places that they get a get their podcast. Subscribe. I think it uh, and. Q, you said you listened to our show. Perfect Companion, our show and your show? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great companion pieces. Yes. I think we cover all the, like, you'll have all of your nerd bases covered, at least as far as the superhero stuff goes with the two of our shows. Um, wider spectrum. Yeah. Uh, make sure that uh, you guys rate and review their show as well. And then your challenge, guys. And you signed a contract when you came in. I got to decide what you do for one show. Um, next time things are dire. Next time uh-huh. there's not a lot coming out this week. I okay. want you guys to do this because you guys are shit on my rankings, but I'm I'm not totally sure what your rankings are. So do the top eight. I want to hear it. I want to hear if what if can get to number one. I want to hear if seriously, if Loki is number eight, I want to hear that. Uh, do, do, have you guys done this episode before? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, we, we haven't, but I'll tell you what, yeah. uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll put that on the docket for soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, uh, it sounds fun. Yeah. Like, uh, especially having like our breakdown and our evidences yeah. as to why we believe said breakdown. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, if we preface it with, 
This is why the guys from the superhero show show are wrong. <laughs> we're not talking about you guys. We're talking about something else completely. Hey, dude, a plug is a plug. I'll take it wherever I can get it. <laughs> the only the only thing I would fear is if you say that, and then our people who already subscribe are like, "Well, delete this show. Fuck that. I'm not listening to that anymore." That would be a bummer. But Fuck. otherwise, yeah. guys, I want to thank you so much. This was this was awesome. This was perfect. This is this everything is that I wanted. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank Brother, you so thank much you for having us, man. Of course. Let's do it again soon. Yeah. Likewise. Oh, we're, we're more than down. This has been a, a really fun experience. And, and thank you for having us again. Of course. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. You have a good one. Peace. We are back from that interview. Uh, Nick, after hearing it, uh, who do you think won that round? You think you think Ryan ended up victorious or pummeled? <sighs> I don't know. It's a close call. It's a close call. They're gonna I'm going to say, they're gonna have to I'll be the type judges. Of... <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'll be brave enough. I'll say Ryan lost that one. So sorry, Ryan. Um, <laughs> great interview, though. Great shocking, interview. Shocking uh, result from Cassie. I can't believe she said that. Um, despite that, I did have a great time recording with you guys. Um, it's been fun. Yeah, I do. I do have some other guests I need to bring on, though. So if I could kick you guys both out of the studio. Thank you, Nick. Um, thank you, Ryan. That's a wrap on Nick and Ryan for tonight. Uh, thank you, guys. Of course. Uh, I do. That's weird. <laughs> uh, Nick, I just want to say I, this is weird to be like thrown out of the studio, but I just want to say thank you and goodbye, I guess. Oh, of course. Thanks for having <laughs> me on. It was a blast. Go. Goodbye. Again, delightful. Um, now I would like to bring it to the studio, guys. It's a big get. I did get Beast himself to come in. And you know Beast is all about the websites, so Beast is going to tell me about some websites. Oh, websites. Uh, Cold from the, of course, uh, spider makes its web, it shoots its web from its arachnid butthole, and then creates its home, <laughs> and that is what the internet is like. Sight, of course, sight from your eyes. Um, sight is like a site, like a campsite, and so what we have is we land on website. Dot com. Yeah. And I have purchased website.com. That is Beast's personal website. Listen, you don't always have the best, like, the best skits, but uh, I'm proud oh, of you for I thinking remember, to get website. I, oh, oh, hold on. I remember when William Shakespeare once told me that uh, <laughs> you don't have the best skits unless you have the best skits. And that's what I told him Romeo and Juliet was. That's just a skit, my friend. And he was like, well, I think it's going to be a great play. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should talk to um jack nicholson about that you, shakespeare and jack nicholson in the same place i hung out with both of them Cassie. <laughs> that's crazy you are a traveled man sir yeah. um yeah i am gonna bring you go ahead and bring you back to websites we specifically have a couple websites and i just want to know if you can let the people know um about our websites oh did you say a couple a couple is a great word is it two is it three is it many is it more is it less i remember i was <laughs> hanging out with uh William Fickner, the character it's such a mistake to bring Beast into here. <laughs> uh, please don't interrupt. I was in the middle of so many thoughts. Uh, a thoughtologue, as I call it. Uh, can you guys hear this? This is my inner thoughtologue, and I didn't know that you could hear it. But uh, I was once hanging out with um, uh, Francis O'Connor and uh, John William Faulkner, and we were both drinking tea. And when I say tea, of course, I mean. Uh, we were both drinking glasses of melted down crystal meth, and we thought, "My goodness, what would it be like to invent the internet?" And we were okay. like, "Okay, 
I'm sorry. So sorry to interrupt, Beast. Um, we do have a hard out, though. So I'm, I'm just gonna say that's a, that's a wrap on Beast. We do have a couple websites <laughs> here. It is um, Patreon.com/slash/YourPopFilter. That's where you can get some extra content. Um, it's, it's a delightful it's, time. It's, uh, YourPopFilter.co. YourPopFilter.co/slash/PopFilter.co. <laughs> filter.co that's where everything your pop filter lives go ahead and go there and check it all out um we also have an amazon one i don't know if anyone in the studio here actually knows the amazon one um i was once researching the forest of amazon at one point and i i said to a tree hello tree and we became best friends for years and years and we together we both wrote ulysses by james joyce we Put pen to paper. We were like, let's write a again. That's a that's a that's a wrap on Beast. Everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in, Beast. Thank you so much. It's been great. Um, I'll I'll catch up with you uh, in the parking lot. Thank you. Um, I do now have here um, Be- or Beast's new buddy. We do have Warlock here to talk about um, Nick's show. Uh, none of my friends like comics. Warlock, can you please tell us about this podcast? Self does show and <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm prepared for Warlock speak. <laughs> uh, Just throw self in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So self does show um, called None of My Friends Like Comics. Um, you can listen to it on pretty much every podcast streaming website. We talk about uh, a book. Well, I talk, self talks about a book with a friend, self, um, every uh, every other week about a book that they have never read before. Usually it's a person who doesn't uh, normally read comics. And uh, we talk about it, and we deep dive and uh, go through the story and talk about the the process of the book and how we feel about it. It's a lot of fun. I can tell you it's a delightful show. Thank you so much, Warlock, for coming in here. I know you're busy. Um, I would like to use your jetpack powers later if I could. Um, Self-thanks. I need to get away from bees. Thank you. Um, in here, we do have, you know what? Caitlin didn't make it for the whole show, but she did come here for the outro to tell us about her social media. Caitlin, please tell us all about her social media. What are you ever talking about? <laughs> hey, Caitlin. Hey, uh, yeah, I just brought you in real quick. You are on you. A lot of sugar you were getting into, huh? <laughs> Cassie, Cassie, what? Um, (laughs) it's oddly threatening when you talk to me like this it's half muppet half witch and i don't know what to do with it and maybe a little gremlin thrown in there (laughs) in between those laps did you happen to find our social media handle now you're Gollum. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of personalities in you. Cassie. No, don't whisper into my name like that. Now it's a chant. Now I'm going to do it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Beast is back. Uh, did you want me to cover Fuck. for her? Uh, but I, I no, Beast, we already clocked you out. That was a wrap on you. Um, uh, I got social media. <laughs> her name, by the way, was Caitlin, which uh, cycles back to uh, the third Victorian queen. Which... No, we, there's no way you know where Caitlin comes from. <laughs> Again, Beast, thank you so much for your time. Our social media, we are at your pop filter on Instagram and Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow. Um, next week, you guys, we got a big episode because we're going to be checking in. It's the return of Warrior Nun. 
um, which is a show we all, it was decent, so I'm excited to check back in with it. Plus, we're going to be giving away a sushi for Best Actor of the Year, so be sure to catch that one. That's it for this show, though, for Mike, I'm Ryan, for Ryan, I'm Mike, for Caitlin, I'm Dan, for me, I am Nick. Bye, everyone. <laughs>